slowly start to make your way to a tabletop position, taking a few moments to stack your shoulders above your wrists and your hips above your knees. As you look between your knees, ideally you cannot see your feet. And then starting with your in-breath, you find cow pose. Soften your belly down, open your chest, trying not to compress the lower back, so no forcing. And as you exhale, bring your chin toward your chest, a rounding of the spine. And keep going, finding that breath movement connection. So you're moving to the rhythm and pace of your own breath, making sure that cow is with the inhale and cat is with the exhale. Beginning to find some fluidity for the body. A little bit of stillness for the mind. You'll take one final round and you'll end with your out breath rounding your spine and then coming back to neutral. And we're going to move straight into a downward facing dog from there. So as you send your hips up, just feel free to take some movement. A possible bend in the knees one at a time. Little shake of your hips, nod of your head. Really pressing firmly into your hands. Feel the knuckles of your index fingers and thumbs pressing into the ground. And as we push the earth down, we send the weight back toward the heels. And this takes any added pressure off of the wrists. Allow your downward dog to become still. If at any point throughout this practice you need rest, please feel free to take a child's pose. Listen to your body as you move through the practice. We're going to take a walk toward the front of your mat. So little steps. When you get to the front, keep your feet as wide as your hips. That's about two fists between your feet. You're going to take hold of your elbows, a softening in your knees, allowing the body to hang, your head included, so trying not to hold on to the weight of the head with your neck. Now let your arms soften toward the ground, you'll keep your chin tucked and as you roll up slowly, your head will be the last thing to lift. When you get to the top, have your shoulders move up, back and down. There's an energy into your fingertips and a lengthening upward into the crown of the head. Now bending your knees, sweeping the arms up, Utkatasana, chair pose. Now setting your gaze to a point on the ground in front of you, you're going to send your arms back alongside the body, reaching your chest forward. Now peel your heels as high as you can off the ground. So you come high up onto the balls of the toes. Now, once you've set your gaze, see if you can lift the heels a little bit more. The higher you go, the easier it is to balance. So trusting your feet beneath you. See if you can come to a point where there's a crease at the knuckles of the toes. 
Now slowly, with control, lower your heels back down to the mat and reach your arms up. We're back in chair pose. Now as you exhale, forward fold, release your head. Halfway lift. You're welcome to take a vinyasa or simply step back to your downward facing dog. But remember, wherever you're going, however you're going there, to move deliberately, guided by your breath. We're all in downward facing dog and we're going to take the right leg up toward the ceiling. Now bend the knee and open up your hip. You are more than welcome to stay there. Otherwise you're going to flip your dog. Now flipping your dog, you want to make sure that your heels are beneath your knees. So both knees are bent and try and have all 10 toes pointing, in, pointing straight. So we don't have the toes turning out at all. Now as you flip back, make it slow and mindful. Now you're going to take that right knee across the body toward the left elbow. You're welcome to hover there or step that foot out into fallen triangle. You make sure to spin your back foot flat. Your back foot is like a warrior two foot. Your right foot sliding as far forward as you can. Maybe it's in line with your hand. Now opening your heart toward the ceiling as your left arm reaches up and over your head. Now bringing your left hand back down, send your right leg back and away into a three-legged dog. Now squeeze your right knee in toward your nose and lightly step or you can carry your foot to land between your hands. We're going to reach the chest forward, we're in a low lunge. Now straighten out your front leg, extended pyramid so the feet are quite far away from one another. You're trying to straighten your front leg as much as is comfortable for you, but draw your right hip back and your left hip slightly forward. Now bend your front knee, have your left hand pressed down into the ground and your right arm's going to reach up. So an easy twist. Now bring your right hand back down and rise into crescent lunge. Your back heel is lifted. Your shoulders stack above your hips. Try and tuck the tailbone slightly so you're not crunching in the lower back. Now bring your hands together at your heart center. We're going to lengthen the spine as we breathe in and twist to the right side as you breathe out, trying to get your elbow, your left elbow, outside of the right thigh. Now be mindful of lying on the leg. So you're going to draw the belly in and up. You're going to reach the chest forward and then take your left rib cage across or toward that right thigh. Now a nice slow transition as you windmill the arms open to warrior two. As you spin your left foot flat, make sure your front foot points straight ahead. And opening up your front knee slightly so you can see the big toe inside of the knee. Now flipping your front palm, reverse your warrior, keeping a nice deep lunge. Windmill your hands to the ground and either move through a vinyasa or simply step back to downward facing dog. We'll all come together in downward facing dog. Now sending the left leg up toward the ceiling, bending the knee, opening up your hip. Now only if you flipped on the other side will you flip here as well, making that flip slow and controlled. Remember the heels are landing underneath the knees. You're lifting your heart and your hips up. 
Now a mindful flip back to three-legged dog. Now let your left knee come across toward your right elbow. And you're going to step the leg out for fallen triangle. Remembering now that your right foot is spinning flat. You're pressing into the outer edge of that foot. Now open up your top lung. And bringing that right hand back down, send your left leg back up and away, three-legged dog. Now knee toward your nose, lightly plant your foot between your hands, open your chest, extended pyramid, chin toward your shin as you straighten out your front leg. Remember left hip draws back, right hip draws forward, squaring the hips to the front. Now bending the knee at the front, place your right hand flat and take your left arm up. Easy twist, feeling the heart opening up toward the ceiling. Now bringing that hand down, find your feet as you rise, crescent lunge. Strong straight back leg. Hands to heart center with your in-breath lengthen and with your out-breath breath twisting to your left. So your right elbow is coming outside of the thigh. Now remember to find that lengthening and the opening of the heart toward the ceiling so there's no lying on the thigh. That slow, steady transition into warrior two. Checking you can see your big toe inside of your front knee. You're pressing into the outer edge of your back foot. Now we flip the front palm, reversing your warrior. Windmill the hands to the ground and either go through a flow or simply push back to downward facing dog. Now from your downward facing dog, we're going to take the right leg up toward the ceiling again. Now slowly bring your knee toward your nose. Try and lift your spine as high as you can so your belly is in and up. You're doming your back and your left heel lifts up. So you're creating as much space as possible here. Look between your hands and see if you can step that foot through. If you cannot, you just carry it through and you'll rise into your crescent lunge once again. Now we're going to see if we can do this with control rather than using momentum. Bring the weight into your right foot and slowly let your back leg float up. We're coming into Dekasana or aeroplane pose. So take your arms alongside of the body but feel your shoulder blades sliding down your back. Now your left heel, it lifts to about hip height if you can get it there. You're turning your baby toe downward toward the ground. So see if you can keep your hips nice and squared to the floor. Your gaze is steady on a point on the ground in front of you, so keeping the back of the neck long. Now start to bring your left knee up and in toward your chest. You're going to interlace your hands in front of your shin and squeeze the knee in and up. Now see if you can take the outside of that left knee with your right hand. Now your left arm is going to reach back behind you. So we're in a twist and you can either keep your gaze exactly where it is on a non-moving point. Or if you feel quite steady, you can look to that left hand. If you feel steady and open, you can start to take 
your left foot into your right hand and you can kick into the hand to straighten out that left leg. If you have straightened the leg, slowly start to bend it in again. We're going to bring the arms up above the head. So reach the arms up. Your knee is still up. Now see if you can straighten that left leg out without leaning back. So your belly is in. If you're leaning back, try and lower the leg a little bit. Now bring your hands together at your heart center and bring your feet together at the top of your space. Now inhale, chair pose, sweeping up. As you exhale, heart forward, arms back again. We're peeling the heels high up off the ground. Come high up onto the balls of the feet. Soften your heels down. Reach your arms up. We're back in chair pose. And forward fold. Release. Halfway lift. Flat back. Either straight to downward dog or moving through your flow. Remember to move mindfully. Your breath is your guide. Taking a few moments in downward dog, noticing if there's a slight difference in right and left sides. Now we're going to even it out, your left leg will rise. Remember to not rush this, try and bring your knee toward your nose, maybe you can get the nose and the knee to touch, but lift the spine, push deeply into your hands, find as much space so you can lightly step your foot through or walk or carry it through, whatever you need. We'll rise into crescent lunge. Set your gaze. Start to shift the weight into your left foot. And your right leg is going to start to lift up for aeroplane pose. Your arms will sweep back. Trying to get your body parallel to the ground, but resist the urge to let the heart or the chest collapse. So there's a bit of an upward facing dog quality to the chest. Now begin to bring your right knee through toward your chest. You'll interlace your fingers in front of your shin. Now squeeze your shin in and up. Taking the outside of that right knee with your left hand and take your right arm back for the twist. Perhaps letting your gaze follow that hand. If you straighten the leg on the other side, see if you can do the same here. You're holding the outside of that right foot with the left hand. If you have straightened the leg, bend it again. We're going to take both arms up above the head, draw the belly in, and without leaning back, straighten out your right leg in front of you. Remember that if you're leaning back, rather lower the leg. Hands to heart center and feet to touch. Inhaling to reach up and exhaling to forward fold. Halfway lift, you'll either move straight to downward dog or walk, step or float through Chaturanga. Upward facing dog and back into your downward facing dog. Let's lower to child's pose. So taking the knees nice and wide, unless you need the knees closer together, and just let your upper body Release down, arms either stretched out in front or alongside of the body. And take a few moments to rest, to find stillness, to reconnect to your breath.
remembering that you are more than welcome to stay in child's pose should you need more time here. Otherwise, we'll move on. We meet in downward facing dog. We are going to meet about halfway up our mat in a goddess squat, or your prayer squat. Now you can take a little jump there, or a walk, or a step. But we will meet in our squat. The feet are about as wide as your hips. But you want to make sure that you're setting yourself in, up in a way that's comfortable for you. Remember that if your heels are lifted, that's okay. If your heels are down and you're quite comfortable, just watch that you're not sinking into the hips. Reach the crown of the head up toward the ceiling. Your hands can come together at your heart center. Elbows inside of knees. And as you press the base of the palms together, you might be able to push the knees a little wider. And take a few moments here. Notice how this feels in your body. You're welcome to stay here. Or we're coming into crow pose. So you're going to reach your arms out in front of you. Now bend your elbows out so that your upper arms are outside of your shins. You need to create a little bit of a shelf for your legs. Now as soon as your knees and upper arms connect, try not to walk your hands closer to your feet. That brings them a little too close. Now gripping the ground with your fingertips, they will serve as brakes. Start to bring the chest forward eventually the feet will float up off the ground but maybe today you just work with lifting one foot at a time getting that feel of bringing weight into the hands now be mindful of looking down remember the head is heavy and it will bring you down so look slightly forward if you are up see if you can bring your big toes to touch round out your spine as much as you can working towards straighter arms now your elbows should be outside of your shins rather than inside of the knees. Breathing. Now if you are still working on your crow, stay working on it. For those of you who have a practice where you can invert, you are welcome to do so, being mindful as you go. If you've come out of crow, you're welcome to try again or simply staying in your squats. If you are in your inversion, mindfully come down. See if you can reverse your movement so that you find crow again. And then we'll all meet in our squat. And then a step back into either downward dog or you can step back to plank and move through your flow. Coming together in downward facing dog. In your downward facing dog, keep your feet as they are, as wide as your hips. And start to walk your hands back toward your feet. So we're coming toward the back of the mat. Now when you get there, take hold of your big toes with your peace fingers. Your index and your middle fingers hook beneath the big toes. The insides of the palms are facing each other. Now bend your knees a lot, almost bringing your belly to your thighs. You flatten your back, pull your chest forward, send your hips back. Now as you exhale, soften your upper body down and lift your sitting bones up. Make sure your head releases as well. And if you have the space for the elbows to move 
into a bit of a bend outward, then do so. And see if you can bring the weight more toward the balls of the feet. In time, your sitting bones become the highest point of your body. And the hips stack above the heels. The legs are active here, so you want to lift your kneecaps up, activate your quads and spiral your inner thighs toward one another. Now flatten out your back again, release your toes and walk back toward your downward facing dog. Take a bend in your knees, gaze forward to walk, step or float to the front of your mat into your halfway lift. And folding down. Now rise all the way up to standing, reaching tall. Hands come to meet at your heart center. We're coming into Vrikshasana or tree pose. You're going to take the weight into your left foot and we'll have the right foot lifted. You're welcome to keep your toes on the ground with your heel against your ankle, your right heel against your left ankle. Otherwise, lift your foot toward your calf or you're going to lift your foot all the way to the inner thigh. Watch that the foot doesn't sit on your knee. Once you've set up your feet, hands can come back, come back to your heart center. And you're pressing firmly into your left foot. You feel a lengthening upward into the crown of your head, watching though that your ribs don't puff out, keeping the ribs tucking slightly down. A steady gaze, steady breath. Trying to Find a softness whilst keeping the integrity in your form, so we're not rigid. And keeping that steady gaze, softly lower your foot and then switch sides. So seal that, uh, feel that weight shift into your right foot and let your left foot come up. You're taking the same variation, so whether you put your foot on the ground, the calf or the inner thigh, you're doing the same here. Feel that connection through the sole of the foot, that lengthening into the crown of the head. Steady gaze, steady breath. And if you come out of it, just find your way back in. If you find you're fighting with the foot at the inner thigh, rather lower the foot to the ground. soften your foot back to the ground. Sweeping your arms, bending your knees, chair pose. Now all I would like you to do is send your arms out in front of you in line with your shoulders, palms facing each other. Now your arms out in front will serve as a little bit of a counterbalance. You are more than welcome to bring your hands to the ground if you need them, but we're going to continue to sink into that little squat. So your bum is going to reach toward the ground and perhaps you can very lightly come to a seat. If you've needed your hands, use them. And we're set up perfectly now for Navasana or boat pose. So we're going to lift the heels up 
in line with the knees if you can. Obviously, if you are able to straighten your legs, you're more than welcome to go there. Keep your arms reaching forward, but slide your shoulder blades toward your spine and lift your sternum up toward the ceiling. And keep drawing the thighs toward the chest, so they're going to want to fall away, but you're going to keep drawing them in. Now lower your feet back to the ground. So your feet are down just slightly ahead of your knees. Now reach your arms forward and round your spine, tuck your chin. You're going to trickle your spine slowly all the way down onto your mat. And when you get all the way down, you're going to hug your knees in toward your chest, giving yourself a squeeze. Now lower your feet back to the mat, your heels underneath your knees, so knees are bent. Usually a little tickle of your heels with your fingertips is about right, but if you cannot reach your heels, that's okay. Get a sense that your heels are stacked beneath your knees. Feet are hips width distance and your feet point straight forward. Press into the inner edges of your feet. We're coming to bridge pose as you peel your spine up off the ground. Lift from your lower back, then your middle back, then your upper back. You're going to either keep your arms alongside of your body or you can interlace your hands beneath you and then pressing straight arms into the ground. Remember that balloon between your knees, hold it in place rather than having your knees flop out. If you have the interlace of your hands, release that now and trickle yourself down nice and slow all the way. Coming into happy baby, so holding the outer edges of your feet, draw your heels above your knees and your knees toward your armpits. You're going to take tiny little rocks from side to side, the lower back drawing down toward the ground. It doesn't have to touch, but there's that action of drawing it down. Now setting up for another back bend so your heels come beneath your knees you're welcome to go into a second bridge but if wheel forms part of your practice you're going to bring your hands beneath the shoulders as much as possible and then press firmly into your legs and press into your arms we come into the full arch otherwise bridge is a perfect option remember wherever you are hugging that balloon between your knees if you are in wheel, see if you can draw your elbows slightly toward one another. Are we lifting the chest up and back? If you are in your wheel pose, make sure to tuck your chin first. And we're going to trickle very slowly down. And take another happy baby. Remembering that happy baby is playful in nature, so feel free to kick into your hands like you're trying to do a half splits and then a full splits on your back. So wide kicks, little rocks. And coming back to center, knees to chest. Take your arms out in line with your shoulders, so you're creating a T-shape. And then let your knees go over to the left side and you can look over to your right hand. Now trying to keep your right shoulder grounded. If it lifts up, then come out of your twist a little bit.
Now draw your navel toward your spine as you switch sides. So having your knees come through center and lowering the other way. And you can shift your gaze the other side, making sure that both shoulders stay down. navel to spine start to bring your knees back to center and grounding your heels beneath your knees once again feet as wide as hips we're going to make a figure four shape with the legs so coming into a threaded needle right ankle bone crosses over the left thigh now you'll see you have a little window you've created there you're going to weave your right arm through that little window and interlace your hands either behind your left thigh or in front of that left shin if you want something a little deeper now if your head is not comfortably reaching the ground you can slide a block or a pillow underneath your head but you want the head resting comfortably now you are welcome to use your right elbow to gently guide your right knee away from you that will intensify it a little bit and especially if you have any knee discomfort a gentle flex through your right foot is going to help activate the supporting muscles of the knee and finding a few moments here to connect with your breath we will spend a bit of time here if you are holding the front of the shin and it gets too much, you can then hold the back of the thigh instead or vice versa. slowly releasing your hands we unravel and we set up for the other side now left ankle bone comes across your right thigh making that figure four shape weaving your left hand through that gap and holding either behind your right thigh or the right shin a little flex through your left foot and see how this side feels modify or adjust accordingly And if this is ever really challenging to reach with the hands behind the thigh, you can always use a strap or a towel, whatever you have handy, and wrap that behind the thigh and hold on to the edges of the strap or the towel. It can be a really handy prop.
slowly begin to unwrap. Bring the knees in toward your chest. And we'll set up for an easy inversion of legs up. So I like to either place a block beneath my hips or to create fists or stack my hands. But this just elevates the hips and so creates a bit more support so that when your legs go straight up above your hips, that you aren't fighting against gravity. The legs should effortlessly float up above you. A light softening of your knees. The release of your ankles. Perhaps make circles with your ankles once or twice in both directions. And become still. Your arms alongside of you, palms facing up. If you do find that there's a struggle here and your legs are shaking, you probably just need to elevate your hips a little bit more with the block or your hands or reposition the block. But the legs feeling supported and weightless. you do have a support beneath you, remove it now and let your knees come toward your chest. You're going to wrap your arms around your shins, give yourself a little squeeze and begin to take some spinal rolls up and down your mats. This might feel nice like a massage for the spine, so take as many as you please and find your way to a comfortable cross-legged seat. You'll reach back behind you, either holding opposite elbows with your hands. If you can't quite reach your elbows, hold your right wrist with your left hand behind your lower back. Your legs are crossed and you forward fold. Or simply bow your head as we seal the energy of the practice into the body with the gesture of Yoga Mudrasana. And as you rise back up, unwrap. We'll sink into Shavasana, final rest. If you know you need lower back support, when you come to lie down, rather bend the knees with the feet as wide as your mat, and then let the knees come together in the middle. Otherwise, the legs extend out and the thighs part. You'll have your arms set up in a way alongside of the body, but they're not touching the body. The palms facing upward. Your fingertips relax, they'll curl slightly toward the palm. Tuck your shoulders slightly beneath you so your heart is open. Feel your chin tuck a little bit toward your chest, the back of the neck long. Release the tongue from the roof of the mouth. Let your eyes fall into their sockets. And you become perfectly still. Every muscle releases into the support of your mat beneath you. Rest.
beginning to take some deeper breaths in and out of the nose. Very softly you'll move fingers and toes as you bring your attention back toward your physical body. Now extend into a full body stretch, reaching your arms overhead, your legs out in front, and lengthen and tighten. And let go with a deep sigh, breath out. Bring your knees toward your chest, and as you do, give yourself a gentle squeeze, a moment to acknowledge yourself for your time on your mat today. And roll all the way onto your right side. In your own time, as and when you feel ready, you'll press up to a comfortable cross-legged seat, bringing your hands either to rest in your lap or together at your heart center. Thank you for trusting me to guide you through your practice today. It's always a pleasure and gift to do so. Moving your thumbs to your third eye center, we honor ourselves and we honor each other. Namaste. Hello and welcome to this 45 minute vinyasa flow. We will begin in child's pose. So as you come down to your mat, you'll take your knees as close or as wide as feels comfortable for you, remembering that for added lower back support the knees will come closer together otherwise knees can be nice and wide and you allow your body to simply scoop down toward the ground feeling your hips releasing toward your heels keeping in mind they don't have to touch but there's this letting go feel your forehead release onto the mat if it doesn't reach you're welcome to bring a block beneath the forehead or stack your hands we're trying to have the forehead connect to something. Arms either outstretched in front or can soften alongside of the body. And making final adjustments and then melting into a few moments of stillness. Starting to bring your attention to your breath. And allow the breath to move in and out of the nose. Perhaps finding a little bit of a bigger breath, a deeper breath, trying to keep the inhales and the exhales equal in length. If ujjayi breath forms part of your practice, you can start to cultivate that now. And you allow that sound similar to the ocean to provide a bit of a soothing effect for you. And if you notice that your mind is drifting elsewhere, just come back to the subtle sound of your breath, remembering that your breath is always there to help anchor you into your practice. <laughs> 